0: May the may the grace, mercy, and peace of God, our heavenly Father, be with us this afternoon and even always. That, that God would open the Word of the Bible to to me, I guess first that I could be given words of truth to speak, and also to each of us that we could be that all of us could be strengthened. I'm going to read a little bit in the book of 1 Samuel. I just uh, had Bible study with some of the kids there earlier at Sunday school. We were talking about David before he became king. and uh, I'm just going to continue a little bit more with, with David and how it was with him. So look at the, uh, book of 1 Samuel and, uh, maybe start in the 23rd chapter and the 24th verse. So 1 Samuel 23, 24. And I'll just, uh, just a little bit of a point of reference of, of what was going on here. Uh, David at this point was had been anointed to be the next king by Samuel the judge, but uh, David was not the king yet. It wasn't God's time yet for him to be the king. David was a had been a faithful servant of the king Saul, but uh, we might remember that that Saul had the heart of Saul had had become very proud, and he had turned away from God and seeking God. Saul still spoke of the Lord and, and uh, tried to act as if the Lord was on his side, and in fact one time he even, he wanted uh, Samuel to to go with him so that he could be seen with the, the judge, as if that would make the Lord be with him, but it was just a pretext and, and he only wanted Samuel there to, uh, to put on the appearance of being on... The same side as Saul was, but but at this point Saul had turned away from the Lord, and I believe the Lord had also taken away his uh, the blessing from Saul. And we know even earlier than this, uh, the the King Saul had had uh, started to fight against the Lord, the true God. Saul had uh, begun seeking other sources of of. Uh, uh, wisdom, you might say, and uh, even gone to a witch to to conjure up the spirit of Samuel after Samuel is dead. And, and Saul, uh, a lot of times, would just do whatever he thought was right, and he was very, very proud in himself. And so God had started to take away the blessings from Saul, and Saul also had been troubled by... Uh, uh, an evil spirit that that a lot of times Saul uh, was was very bothered, and and uh, David would earlier than this David would would uh, come and play his harp for Saul, and it gave gave Saul some peace while while David was playing. But then um, it wasn't something that was really lasting, and then Saul started to become very jealous of David. And uh, we know that David killed Goliath, who was a uh, the champion of the enemy, the, this giant Goliath. David had killed Goliath, and and Saul was jealous of that. And eventually, we we see at this point where we're starting to read where David was uh, was just on the run. He was living in the wilderness, and here and there there would be people who were were friends. Of of him that they could sometimes get a little bit of food, but for the most part they were just kind of camping out with with a few hundred other men who uh, a lot of them were owed money and they uh, some of them were just people who who uh, were seeking God's will first and they they were willing to to uh, be with David and help him however they could. As uh, they were kind of a ragtag group, just hiding out in the in the wilderness, and Saul was pursuing them. We um, can see uh, at the beginning of this twenty-third chapter that David was still um, doing the Lord's will, and even on Saul's behalf, he was. David and his band had had fought against uh, some of these Philistines that were. That were uh, fighting against some of the the children of Israel there in Keilah, and David and his group had come and and uh, fought against the Philistines and uh, and overcome them uh, on Saul's behalf. And so David was still doing everything he could to to be uh, faithful to his king, but. At the same time, Saul was deliberately trying to to chase David down uh, with the intent to kill him, uh, for mostly for jealousy. So uh, we'll start here in uh, 1 Samuel 23, uh, 24. It says, They arose and went. To Ziph before Saul, but David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon in the plain on the south of Jeshimon. Saul also and his men went to seek him, and they told David. Wherefore he came down into a rock and abode in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David, in the wilderness of Maon. And Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David made haste to get away for fear of Saul. For Saul and his men compassed David and his men around, about to take them. But there came a messenger unto Saul, saying, Haste thee, and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Wherefore Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. Therefore that they called that place... Sila, And David went up from thence and dwelt in the strongholds at en And it came to pass when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness of en And Saul took three thousand chosen men out of all of Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheep coats, by the way, there was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet, and David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. And the men of David said unto him, Behold, the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good to thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Paul's robe privily. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth mine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. But Saul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. David also rose afterward and went out of the cave and cried after Saul, saying, My lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed himself. And David said to Saul, Wherefore hearest thou men's words, saying, Behold, David seeketh thy hurt. Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how the Lord had delivered thee today into mine hand in the cave. And some bade me kill thee, But mine eye spared thee, and I said, I will not put forth my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, see, yea, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand, for in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe, and killed thee not, know thou, and see, that there is neither evil nor transgression in mine hand, and I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. The Lord judge between me and thee, and the Lord avenge me of thee, but my hand shall not be upon thee. As saith the proverb of the ancients, wickedness proceedeth from the wicked, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. After whom is the king of Israel come out? After whom dost thou pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? The Lord therefore be judge and judge between me and thee, and see, and plead my cause, and deliver me out of thine hand. And it came to pass, when David had made an end of speaking these words unto Saul, that Saul said, Is this thy voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice, and wept. And he said to David, Thou art more righteous than I, for thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. Thou hast showed this day how thou hast dealt well with me, Forasmuch as when the Lord had delivered me into thine hand, thou killest me not. For if a man find his enemy, will he let him go well away? Wherefore, the Lord reward thee good, for for that thou hast done unto me this day. And now, behold, I know well that thou shalt surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in thy hand. Swear now therefore unto me by the Lord that thou wilt not cut off my seed after me and that thou wilt not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David sware unto Saul, and Saul went home. But David and his men got them up into the hold. Amen. So this is a common story I think even all the kids probably have heard. How it was that David was in this cave? They were hiding for fear. It says they David had made haste to get away for fear of Saul. They Saul had uh, was it three thousand chosen men, soldiers with him, and David had a few hundred that were not very well equipped and. Uh, so they were hiding in this cave, and uh, we, we see that God was able to uh, bring about this whole event where Saul went by himself to rest in this cave, and there was, he didn't have any, any other protection with him, and he didn't really notice that there was these enemies all around him. And I think that's, that's the way any of us as, can be as humans. We, there's a lot of dangers around us that we don't see, uh, unless God opens our eyes. That, uh, that, uh, there's always, there's always things that, that could be a problem for us. And we don't even realize all the things that God protects us from every day. But, uh, I think this—that's a. Pic, this is a picture of that. That that uh, each each of us uh, can be in that position, and we are. That that God does protect us, especially as Christians. He can uh, bring us through uh, some situations that may be obviously dangerous, like this was for for Saul. And. Uh, The most important thing here is, is we see the heart of David, how he, how he, uh, his men were encouraging him to, to kill Saul because David had been on the run. Saul was, Saul was pursuing David, trying to, trying to kill David, doing everything he could to find him and kill him. And yet we we know that god the lord was was on David's side, the Lord was the one that was protecting David and leading David, showing him where to go and, and what to do. and when the Lord is on someone's side, there's nothing that anyone else can do to uh, to uh, cause trouble for that person but david's own men were, were encouraging him to kill that to kill Saul they said this is your chance He's, he's he, the Lord has delivered him to you and instead we see that David rose up and as Saul was resting there David cut off it says, the skirt of his robe part of the bottom edge of his robe and it says that afterward David's heart smote him because he had cut off the, Saul's skirt and it was he had done something which was humiliating to Saul. Saul was a, uh, he was, besides being the king of Israel, he was a, a, a powerful soldier and a, a leader. A very big man. We know that Saul was, it says that he was a head taller than any of the other men. He, and, uh, Sometimes it can be that way with human nature. It's uh, it can be worse or or more harmful sometimes to say something that's a slight or or humiliating than than even to do something that's physically uh, damaging or, or hurtful. And that's kind of what David did here. He he cut this this edge off the skirt, uh, and it and it was a it would have been a very humiliating thing once Saul went back to his men to to see that David had done this thing to him but it, right after David did that, it says his heart smote him and uh, and that I guess is where we, we see what we, today we would call the heart of a Christian where where it might seem like a small thing that somebody does but it can be hurtful, uh, something that we would say or, or do some small thing that is done with the wrong intent that's hurtful and, and we would pray that as Christians we would have a humble heart that if we have done or, or uh, something that's hurtful to someone else that we would that it would bother us that, that we would be as David that our heart would, would smite us. And David says, Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. He saw that, that Saul was still his master. He still respected Saul as his, as his king, the Lord's anointed. And as much as Saul was his enemy, David didn't desire to hurt Saul or to, or to be the one who would, would uh, bring about his downfall. And, uh, I think that's good, uh, advice even for us today. It's, we have a lot of freedom here in Canada and U.S. to be very critical even of our leaders. um, Uh, president or prime ministers and governors and, and other leaders and whether it be in politics or, or Various positions. A lot of us can be very critical of them, and sometimes with good ju- with good reason. A lot of times, the leaders are ungodly men or women who are are not doing God's will. Sometimes blatantly, and uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't support anything that is done that is not godly. But still, we need to res- respect their position and realize and accept that 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 God has allowed these people to be leaders and and generally the leaders are a reflection of the people and that it's God's will that that each of us would would uh, do our part to do good in our country and in our community and and to strengthen the leaders and that it, that's the way in which Christians can can be a light in this world, and a difference between how God can work in a, a Christian's life and how the world works. The world would say we'll just we'll just fight against these things with everything we've got. But uh, the the example of Christ was that that he he did good. He went about and did good. He didn't he didn't waste his energy. You might say. Uh, Fighting against all that was evil, but he set an example. Jesus especially set the example of how to live and to, to, to spread good and to do good and um, to support all the things that were right and good and godly. And as, as Christians, uh, we, we see that David was also an example of that in the Old Testament. So we see the humility of David when he came to Saul and and admitted what he had done.
1: And, uh,
0: we, uh, in the ninth verse it says that uh, David said to Saul, wherefore hearest thou men's words saying, behold, David seeketh thy hurt. There were, there's always people who will jump on the bandwagon anytime there's a cause or, uh, or, uh, somebody doesn't like somebody else and other people will back them up and and a lot of times there gets to be rumors and that's what was happening here David there were people who were saying that David was out to get Saul and the reality was that David was was trying to do God's will he was torn because he was he saw Saul still as his king the Lord's anointed and David was trying to be uh, still Saul's servant Yet Saul was trying to, to kill him. And there were people who were saying that David wanted to, to hurt Paul Saul and kill Paul Saul. And David just told Saul there are people that are saying this, but you can see now that that I that's not my intent. I don't I don't intend to hurt to hurt you. You can see how the Lord has delivered had delivered Saul to David's hand in the cave and he says some did some bade me kill thee but mine I spared thee and I said I will not put forth my hand against my Lord for he is the Lord's anointed Says the Lord, Judge between me and thee, and the Lord avenge me of thee. He said, David says that if, if somebody is going to avenge me, then the Lord is going to have to do it. But I'm not going to. My hand, David says, my hand will not shall not be upon thee. David did not want to be guilty of being the one who would fight against the Lord and fight against the Lord's anointed. We see in the 16th verse that Saul was affected by, by what David said. Saul, maybe for a moment, was, was humbled a little bit. Saul realized that his life had been spared. A lot of times people, or even our human nature, can for a moment realize that sometimes that we've been, uh, we've been given a second chance or uh, spared something and that's where Saul is at in the 16th verse it says it came to pass when David had made an end of speaking these words to Saul that Saul said is this thy voice my son David and Saul lifted up his voice and wept and he admits to David thou art more righteous than I thou hast rewarded me good whereas I have rewarded the evil thou hast showed me this day how thou hast dealt well with me for as much as when the Lord had delivered me into thy hand, thou killest me not. Saul admits what had happened, that that he was in David's hand. David could have done anything he wanted, and that that David had spared Saul's life. Saul also admits something he had probably known but uh, I don't know if he had actually admitted it before he says that I know that thou shalt surely be king and the kingdom of Israel shall be established in thine hand and he wanted I think Saul probably knew that at some point he was going to be killed but he didn't want his family to be completely cut off and that's, that's something that Would happen a lot of times in those days, and even to this day, maybe in some areas, is that if if one king took over another king, they would try to kill all the the children of that other king to try and wipe out their whole their whole uh, household and lineage. They wouldn't have any descendants, and and Saul wanted at least that his children would be able to continue on. And David did swear that. David, David swore that not only would David not be the one to kill Saul, but that David would also not be, not uh, kill Saul's descendants. That if that was going to happen, that uh, God would have to look after that in the Lord. And we see that in all these things, David was, was upright. He did, you might say he did make a little mistake when, when he cut off that that robe that he probably shouldn't have done that and, and it did bother him but uh, as I was saying to the kids earlier and I've said it from here before we can see a, we can find a lot of uh, encouragement for our own lives throughout the Bible in that all the people in the Bible other than Jesus are very human we see even people like uh King David says in another place that David was a man after God's own heart. David was an upright man, and uh, a good example of of how we should be. But still, he was human, and he made he made uh, his share of mistakes, and and that that can give us encouragement too. That each one of us, is, as as uh, as human as we are, we we all make mistakes, and if we can see how King David and all the apostles and and everybody in the Bible other than Jesus, they all made mistakes, and they all were able to find forgiveness through God and through Jesus. And that gives us hope, too, that, that we don't have to be perfect because it's not something that we can be as humans, just going to read a little bit. Uh, I think is kind of on the same same line from the New Testament in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty. Matthew twenty, verse twenty-five. Starting at verse twenty-five. says but Jesus called unto them and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them, but it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister, whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto but minister to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is uh, this is the spirit that we see even in, in Saul and David. We see Saul, that he was very much as Jesus spoke of the Gentiles, the princes of the Gentiles, how they operate, that they exercise dominion. They that are great exercise authority over those who are subservient to them. That's what King Saul was trying to do we know that King Saul wasn't always that way Saul started out as a humble young man but he became proud in the success he had as a king and the power he was given and he got carried away with with that he lost his humility and he became as as it says these princes of the Gentiles that that uh, try to exercise authority over whoever is under them but but David was, as the Christians are called to be here by Jesus himself, that whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. We see that in the, the life of David, even as a king, he he, w- he always tried to be considerate of the people and to do what was best for the people. He did make mistakes and, and got away from that sometimes, but... But as a rule, that was that was how he, how David operated, and uh, that, as uh, whosoever will be chief among you, among you, let him be your servant. We know that it says here, as the Son of Man, of course that's Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. That. Is what as Christians each of us are called called to do to as much as possible to be servants to each other to that we would consider the other even even before ourselves by the grace of God and and uh, in that way we can be an example in the world of of something that is greater than anything in this world and that's. Uh, that love that Jesus brought into the world and the hope that we have through, through faith in, in Jesus that He, says, as it says, He gave His life a ransom for many, that Jesus paid the ransom that, that uh, we are as humans we are all as captives who need to be freed and a lot of times a captive their their captor requires a ransom to be paid and uh, it says Jesus paid gave his life a ransom for many as many as believe in Jesus as many as trust in him those people their life is ransomed and it's paid for and their sin is paid for, and then we can be seen as acceptable before the Almighty God. May God uh, bless the reading of his word unto to his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and to give us everlasting peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.
1: Thank